Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the Retro Game Time Machine podcast. This week, time travelers, we're having a chat about stacking and going back to the year 2011. At the time of recording, it is June the 1st, 2023. I am Ashton Newton, and joining me through a series of tubes is my co-host, Andy the Android. Hello. Hello. How is your fine uh, I, I, summer? We in summer already? Summer yeah. evening? Yeah. Yeah, it must, must, yes, absolutely. It's a little noisy over here because I'm dog sitting and I've locked all the dogs in my room. Um, <laughs> well, so. can, can you call it dog sitting when it's your own dogs? Uh, I am today. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's one thing that if I hear somebody that's like, yeah, I'm babysitting and they're talking about their own kids. I'm like, no, you're watching your kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I only say that cause I'm, um, I'm alone in the house. It's just me. So ah, yes. To- I have to watch them. So yes, um, I am familiar. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they'll settle down here really soon. So anyway, um, yeah, things are, things are good. Things are good. I'm, uh, I don't know. It's just kind of vanilla right now. It's like pre summer. It's about to come. It's very close. I know yeah. it's already started for most, but it's coming for me. Yeah. About- same. It, it hasn't quite started weather wise summer. <laughs> yeah, definitely not weather-wise. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think we're finally getting spring that we were promised this whole year. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, everything's just a little bit delayed. Yeah, we we had extended winter for a long time. So. Yeah. Uh, so it, anyway, summer summer should be starting soon. We got some vacation planned. Um, I'm realizing we're gonna have to. I'm gonna be gone for a full two weeks. So we're gonna have to oh. figure something out for the podcast or... yeah we should we should talk about when that is yeah yeah <laughs> it should probably clue you in on when that's happening yeah that that'd be sweet but yeah uh anything else been going on not a whole lot just like i said i've got kind of the house to myself for a couple of days because my partner's out of town visiting family and um uh just you know i i don't know i i'm life's not super exciting right now i'm just kind of like trying to survive that's that's really all there is you know um fair enough go to work do a little light cooking nothing really spectacular um yeah how, how, how about you how's your week been going um i'm recovering from like a like a nasty head cold that's been super irritating and you shouldn't have recorded that podcast with me because yeah. i probably gave it to you well, yeah, my partner was sick and then I got sick and then she got sick again, but not as sick. So yeah, we were giving it back and forth to each other and, uh, let's see. Oh yeah. So yeah, every, as everyone maybe noticed, at least if you listen to the episodes as they are released, you would have noticed the last episode was late and it was late cause I went to beta breakers and that was the first time, first time that I'd ever done that. Um, also did it with my dad and my grandfather and we had a really nice time. Now my grandfather's 80. Hmm. He has been doing this for, I guess, 30 years now. Wow. And this is the first time that we've all ever done it together for very good reasons because I didn't know we, we didn't, I, we, my my dad and I, we didn't know him until somewhat (laughs) recently. Oh, um, so without going into like the full detailed story about it, but anyway, so he's, he's a recent addition to life. Um, he's been very nice. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, we, we joined him 
And we finished the 7.4 miles in just over two hours. Now, mm. that might not sound that impressive, but when you're 80, that's <laughs> pretty fast. Yeah, like, yeah. Sure. He was he was walking at a like at a constant three and a half miles an hour like yeah. no joke he's just like booking it through <laughs> San Francisco so yeah it was a lot of fun uh, we all we all stayed in a hotel together had some nice meals together um, just generally had a really nice time so nice. that that is why last episode was late though though I recorded it on time I was out of town for like three days um, and doing family stuff so. And then also this past weekend, helped a friend move, had some friends come and stay with us, had good food, a good, good time, good friends, you know, all that, all that good stuff. All right. Well, we, we didn't end up getting a question, but anything else you want to chat about before we dive right into the news? Uh, no, I think probably the news should be good. No full weather forecast. Not, not especially. <laughs> it's going to get warmer. That's really what it is. You know, we're, we're, it's the moral get, get of the story. Away, we're going to get away from this, you know, 26, 27 degrees Celsius, and it's going to be, <laughs> you know, more in a 30. So very soon within a week. And I'm kind of grumpy about it. Cause I feel like, again, we got like two weeks of spring and then it's like, all right, now <laughs> the heater's turning on. Yeah. It's like, you got a lot of rain. Here's a little bit of springtime. Now it's flipping hot yes yeah <laughs> all right well then uh let's jump on into the news where i saw earlier today on retrododo.com as i was preparing numskull is a brand i assume is releasing new teenage mutant ninja turtle mini arcade cabinets <laughs> numskull isn't some not some dummy there's not yes. that dumb, not that guy you know yes not not that silly chap from down the road. Yeah. Um, these look beautiful. Like yeah. these look perfect. Mm. I was like, so it's, it's recreations of the 1989, uh, Ninja Turtle arcade game and turtles in time from 1991. I was like, Oh my God, I need to buy one or both of these. <laughs> and then I saw they cost $300 a piece. Ooh. And I said to myself, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> this, this will be a thing that I am so glad it exists. It's out there in the world and that some people have it. And I would love one of these. I just don't $300 love one of these. Yeah. I, I get a little nostalgic looking at it and seeing the uh, coin slot up towards the front. Yeah. Um, it like the, the detail, like, so the scale of the buttons and the joysticks for the controls for all four players are scale appropriate to the cabinet. Uh, so like it would make it more difficult to try and play, but it does look like it has uh, a detach or not like an additional kind of arcade stick that you can plug into it. But even then, <laughs> even then yeah. the, the buttons are kind of tiny, whatever. These are more of a showpiece that is impressive that you can actually play them. But really yes. like if I had these, I just would sit them on my desk, turn them on and leave the attract mode running. Yeah. <laughs> just a, 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 um, a monument of your nostalgia. Just yes. To... <laughs> yeah. It says they are quarter scale, which I think is, uh, is cool. 
rounds out nicely. One fourth the size. Wait, if they're a quarter the size, they're bigger than I think they are. Yeah. Still, I, I, okay, maybe would these fit on my desk? I don't even know. It doesn't say how tall they are. Never mind. 17 and a half inches tall. Okay. Oh, yeah. They're pretty good size. Yeah. And a uh, six inch looks... screen. Oh, okay. You could actually kind of play these. Wow. Yeah. That, I, I noticed that I think in the front it uses like a full PC power cable. So it's almost like a, it's, it's almost like a, I don't know, PC PSU up in the front. I think, I think maybe that's the, where the, uh, oh, there's, Four USB ports in the front hidden behind the coin doors. Oh, okay, okay. There you go. Oh, and you can use USB controllers on. Oh, so you could plug an arcade stick into it. <laughs> it's so, slowly selling you. More no, it's it's more. definitely not selling me. It's still too much money for all of this for me. Um, yeah. If they're like 150 bucks, maybe even then that'd still be. You might be able to catch them on sale. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I do love my uh, Astro City little mini arcade cabinet, but anyway, yeah, uh, it's it's a, it's a very nice cabinet. Or you can wait. Both a uh, both limited edition cabinet will sell for four hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah, I saw that price, and I wasn't going to correct you, but I was like, "Is is that mean you get both for four thirty? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Huh? Interesting. Anyway, still, no. I'm sorry, I'm not going to buy this, but dang, it looks really cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just wanted to let folks know that these are out there. These exist. If you're, uh, an even bigger fan of these games than I am, then please buy it. Send us pictures. Let us know. How cool it looks in your house. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Our uh, next story we have here, uh, limited edition Evercade versus atomic edition revealed. There are only 2000 units. <laughs> yeah, I saw this on Retro Dodo earlier today. Are you familiar with the the uh, Evercade versus? Um, no, I am not. Which is convenient because you can tell us what what it is. <laughs> All of yeah, us. so it's it's a little it's it's a it's a little game console that uses cartridges, like a okay. new new set of cartridges. Um, it also uses what I would say, like remind me of, like the styling of like a Turbo Graphics PC Engine controller. Uh huh. But it has like button faces like in the Super Nintendo type layout. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. Um, where it's, you know, more of a diamond pattern. Um, but basically like the like the the Evercade versus has been around for a while. Like I've seen it at my local game shop. Um, but yeah, it's the games come on cartridges. This particular one has Duke Nukem Remastered, Duke Nukem 2 Remastered, Duke Nukem 3D, Duke Nukem Time to Kill, also Land of the Babes, and Duke Nukem Advance. So this is like the special, I guess, Duke Nukem kind of themed and branded version of the Evercade versus. Um, Yeah, so this is something that's, it's not an emulator console, it actually runs cartridges. Yeah, it, uh, it has, yeah, 
It, it has, basically, so it's funny because this console reminds me of years ago. Um, I did, I did the, I think it was the very first episode of the retro gaming podcast of the Reddit retro gaming subreddit. And we interviewed the guy that was going to be bringing back the new cartridge based ColecoVision. And it was going to be using the shell moldings of the Atari Jaguar and like everything that they described basically like the Evercade versus is very similar to what they described for what they wanted to release that they never did. Oh, okay. I think that, uh, ColecoVision, I think they were going out there and saying like, yeah, no software updates, <laughs> no internet connection. Like your games are going to be done, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I don't know if that's fully the case with this. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. I, I think that software updates are good. You know, like minor software updates, games, shipping, you know, half finished, <laughs> not so good. You know, that's, yeah, that, that's not that's not the good part of having yeah. software updates. I like break fixes that come out, you know, like, yeah. oh, this this we overlooked something. Now now you can play the game and you don't yeah. have to pay any money. You know, that's that that's those are nice. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this is a thing in case you didn't you listener did not know this existed. Uh, now you do. And yeah. whether you get this or not, now this is another another useless piece of knowledge for another thing that's on sale <laughs> that you can have shoved in your brain. <laughs> I will say looking at it, especially the um, even the original, um, you know, because this is the uh, atomic edition. So it, it, you know, it seems very like, I don't know, kind of Duke Nukem theme. Come get some. Yeah, there you go. That's that's what that color tells me. But um, but yeah, no, it's it's a pretty console. Um, to it, I don't know. It kind of it gets me excited the same way like, a, you know, eight year old me would get excited looking at one of these things, you know? Yeah. Like a, very reminiscent of of those old consoles. It looks like a really nice Nintendo knockoff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> From the future. <laughs> yeah. Or if you if you asked uh an AI to say what an NES would look like if it was released in I don't know, a different year. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. An alternate timeline. That's what the Evercade versus is. Exactly. Um, and you know what? I've realized all these news items aren't news items. This is just me telling people crap they can buy. Um, <laughs> hey. So also, now that I've realized that none of these things do we get any uh, commissions on because we're just we're linking directly to whatever sites are talking about them. Mm. Um, no affiliate link of any sort of any yeah. kind. Buy these things or don't or just don't care. Uh, but speaking about ridiculous things that you can buy that are retro game themed, new oversized Mega Man slippers are perfect uh, as the title of this Kotaku article. So these are very silly looking, but I I support this. They are giant blue Mega Man boots as what Mega Man wears. Um, and they are slippers. And it says Mega Man on the side and has a little portrait of the Blue Bomber himself right on the outside of your Mega Man slippers. You know what they should do is they they should make uh, a Mega Man, 
you know, like hand cannon hand warmer <laughs> to go along with this that you just like stick your hand into and I guess switch off or something. And like <laughs> when... a knit Mega Man helmet ear warmer. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Be nice and snug while you play Mega Man. Exactly. Uh, now all yeah, you the... need is the Mega Man NES controller, like one I have. <laughs> yeah. I realize these kind of look like blue Uggs in a way. They like... do. Oh my God, <laughs> they are. They're just blue Uggs. Yeah. Yeah. So With Mega like Man that. branding. Um, That's hilarious. But I... I do like how it has more of like an angled shin guard, like how Mega Man wears. So yeah, that's cool. Oh my god! Um, these slipper, these slippers will be released June twenty third in small, medium, large, and extra large sizes, <clears throat> and cost thirty dollars. Oh my god! And there's Mega Man sneakers <laughs> that look like they kind of look like a cross between Vans and Converse high tops. Oh, okay. With some Mega Man branding on them. Yeah. Hmm. All right. That's cool. Potentially wear that. Yeah. They don't look as cool as my Nintendo vans though. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are at least, at least in my opinion, Hmm. anything else about all of our, uh, advertisements, I guess (laughs) masquerading Uh, is news. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, things are, things are just around the corner, I think. So, um, uh, you know, as far as news, we got you, you mentioned before we started recording Summer's Games Fest. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. Um, Sony announced some stuff, but uh, I don't know, it's it didn't seem very retro themed. And uh, yeah, Spider Man looks cool. Sure, I'm, I'll, I'll play that. <laughs> I'm excited for the Starfield Direct, uh, coming on the 11th of June. Yeah, that should be uh, that should be good. That is on my calendar, I will be watching it. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what that game is because I I just don't have a concept of it. Um, but yeah, I I haven't looked too much into it, but it should be cool. I hope it should be cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll admit. I mean, I I love space, so I really want it to be cool. So space, <laughs> we're in space. <laughs> I have a space. Uh, thank you, Portal Two. Yes. Um, all right. Well, is that it on, on the news front? You got anything else? Should we talk about stacking? Let's, let's talk about stacking. I'm excited. All right. Let's get in that time machine. And we have arrived. It is February the 8th. The year is 2011. It feels like not that long ago. You know, it kind of is. But it's in that weird place. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm like looking at some of these things that I was finding. I'm like, that was just like a couple years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. It's in that like decade long corridor between like way back in the day and, and right now. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So uh, playing on my, hmm, my iPhone. streaming it on pandora is the number one song in the u.s today which was grenade from bruno mars interesting fact well actually not interesting fact i've never heard this song until today 
Oh, really? I don't know how I escaped it because I was playing, like, I was playing it in preparation, like, getting everything ready. And my partner was like, oh, yeah, I love this song. And I was like, I don't know if I know this. And she's like, oh, you'll know it when it gets to the chorus. Yeah. And then the chorus came and went. And I was like, should I have known it by now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it was one of those songs where it was, like, impossible to escape. Now it's far. Apparently, it, it is possible. I don't know what I did. Yeah, I was just—I just felt like it was everywhere. But uh, I was gonna say it's—it's it's far from Bruno Mars' uh, best songs. I will say. Oh yeah, I know but, other Bruno Mars songs, but it was really popular for some reason. So. Yeah, well, now that that is wrapping up, uh, we've got the number one song in the UK playing, which is "Price Tag" from Jesse J, featuring. Now I don't know if it's Bob or Bob. Uh, uh, this song I did know. This oh, song okay. I I. I don't know why. Oh, actually, my partner was like, oh, yeah, it, it, for sure. It was in Pitch Perfect. And I've seen that with her. So got it. Okay. Um, yeah. But I but I know that I've heard the original recording before. I wonder, is it in like the Grand Theft Auto 5 soundtrack or something? Is it on like the pop I, station? Maybe I don't think this one is. Okay. Um, I know the song, but I don't think it's in GTA. I'm trying to like I've just been trying to think of where I were. I were you in the it. UK on February eighth, two thousand eleven? I was not. I've not been <laughs> to the UK since uh, two thousand two. I think, maybe. Yeah, I've never been. One day. <laughs> anyway, it's been it's been uh, it's been a little while. Um, all right. Well, now that that song is wrapping up, uh, other things that happened here this month in February of 2011, February the 6th, Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. What does L mean <laughs> in Roman numerals? <laughs> mm. uh, oh, is wow. Why do I why do I not know this? I thought I thought it was 50, but that would be incorrect. Yeah, because uh, it, it ends with a five right there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> whatever Super Bowl was this year, because I can't remember Roman numerals. Yeah. Uh, at Cowboy Stadium in Arlington, Texas, Green Bay Packers beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 31 to 25. The MVP of the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl was Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay quarterback. February the 15th, U.S. President Barack Obama awards writer and activist Maya Angelou the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Uh, it's, it's, it's 40 or I'm sorry, it's 50. So it'd be Super Bowl 45, 45. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so I think, (laughs) Hey, okay. Sorry. All right. No problem. Um, thank you for the, the update and correction. Cause I was like, I was like, I know these, I know. Oh no, I don't know Roman numerals. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I don't know when they get this high. All right. Other things happening. Uh, February the 20th, 60th NBA All-Star Game at the Staples Center in L.A. Uh, West beats East 148 to 143. The MVP was none other than Kobe Bryant of the L.A. Lakers. Mm. February the 27th, the 83rd Academy Awards uh, winning Best Picture was the King's Speech. And Colin Firth and Natalie Portman both won Best Acting Awards. We also had Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross with Best Original Score for The Social Network. Movies released this month include Just Go With It, The Roommate, Unknown, Nomeo and Juliet, I Am Number 4, Hall Pass, Drive Angry, and Cedar Rapids. Music albums released this month include 21 from Adele, Sign No More from Mumford & Sons, Born This Way from Lady Gaga, Wasting Light from The Foo Fighters, and Torches from Foster the People. Um, wow. This is the first time that I actually know definitely all of these albums. 
Video games released this month include Two Worlds 2, Grey Matter, Mindjack, Dreamcast Collection, and The First Templar, all for the Xbox 360. On the Wii, we saw Mario Sports Mix, Conduit 2, Fishing Resort, Kirby's Epic Yarn, the European release, Carnival Games, Monkey See, Monkey Do, uh, Fishing Master World Tour, and Build-A-Bear Workshop Friendship Valley. Oh, and Outdoor Challenge. We can't forget about Outdoor Challenge on the Wii. <laughs> Build-A-Bear made video games. Yes. I didn't know that. I didn't know. <laughs> on the PS3, we saw games such as Killzone 3, Tactics, Ogre, Let Us Cling Together, Yakuza 4, Trinity Souls, wait, Trinity, Souls of Zill All, <laughs> ah. and Hyperdimension Neptunia. We also saw multi-platforms releases, releases such as Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Fate of Two Worlds, Bulletstorm, Test Drive Unlimited 2, and Deblob 2. Ah, Deblob. Yes. Deblob. Yeah, I never played those games, but... <clears throat> or I was thinking of a boy and his blob. My ah, boy, yes. To blob something else. Uh, but we're not talking about that. We're going to talk about stacking. Stacking what? You said it, but I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I forgot. <laughs> Mastroikas. Wait. Mastroikas. Wait, uh, wait, is that? Crap. Now I'm not. No, yeah, Matroishka. <laughs> Matroishka. Okay, there we go. Hey. Um, stacking. As Matt stated. Released February 8th, 2011. Uh, today it is playable on PC, Linux, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and series consoles through backwards compatibility. And Let's the PlayStation the 3. Oh, and the PlayStation 3. Wasn't it? What? Didn't it yeah. come out on PS3? I thought, yeah, I thought I said that. Um, <laughs> nope, skipped right over it. Yeah, it's okay. Um, uh, yeah, PlayStation 3. Um I think that's where I played it because I went to download it on my Xbox and it wasn't in my purchase history. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> Oh, I thought that I thought you just picked it up recently. I, uh, cause no. you said it was on sale. No, I, I, I was advertising to you. I picked oh, up uh, okay. something else, but, um, got it. But yeah, it was, it was on sale. I actually wish I would have picked it up cause then I would own it on Xbox, but that sale has ended sadly. Um, it's okay. It'll be on sale again. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. Or maybe on Game Pass one of these days. We'll see. I hope so. Um, as for the history, Stacking is the uh, second game developed by uh, Double Fine following Costume Quest. That's an interesting statement. Yeah, it's... Uh, okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe this, maybe this didn't help. Um, so, full disclosure to folks... I, so we usually struggle with some of the way that the, uh, stuff from Wikipedia is written. Uh, so I tried to be clever and I was like, here, I'm going to grab this and I'm going to put it in an AI chat bot and say, rewrite this and make this better. Yeah. Well, <laughs> already, already the first sentence is like, this is the second game. That's okay. <laughs> the double fight has ever made. And it's like, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's well, I I kind of see what's going on, um but it's the, it's the second see. it's the second game from the Amnesia Fortnite event yes. that they developed yes. and released. <laughs> right, which it'll get, get yeah, exactly, it'll yeah. get uh, into. So it uh, originated <laughs> uh during an Amnesia Fortnite event where the fate of Brutal Legends pub, uh, publication was uncertain. Tim Schafer 
divided the company into four teams to prototype smaller games, resulting in Stacking's creation. The game's creator uh, project lead is Lee Petty, who served as the art director for Brutal Legend. Uh, Petty aimed to reinvent the point-and-click interface of contemporary adventure games while maintaining engaging characters and stories. The concept for stacking emerged when Petty observed his daughter playing with Matryoshka dolls. Oh, I think I said it right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, he realized that the dolls themselves could serve as the characters, inventory, and action verbs simultaneously. The use of dolls, a familiar toy, was intended to appeal to both casual players who could quickly grasp the mechanics of stacking and unstacking, and hardcore players who would appreciate the deeper gameplay mechanics. This approach also facilitated production as the doll model's basic structure in the game's engine could be easily reused for the game's uh, over 100 unique dolls. Schaefer collaborated with Petty on writing the game's story and designing some of the puzzles. The estimated budget for stacking was $2 million. I bet designing the puzzles for this was kind of fun, actually. Yeah. Knowing, especially like how Tim Schaefer like just cracks jokes left and right like anyway um, <laughs> the game features a central hub level called the royal train station and four additional level accessible through the train station <laughs> okay uh, each level offers multiple puzzles that can be approached in any order the level design focused on keeping the size small and uncomplicated to prevent players from getting lost most puzzles in stacking have multiple solutions catering to both casual players who may only seek one solution to progress and dedicated players who want to discover all intended solutions. Players can freely explore completed areas to complete all the puzzles even after finishing the main story. The puzzles and challenges are designed to be completed in short segments allowing players to enjoy the game at their own pace. Petty aimed to evoke the contemplative nature of older adventure games while ensuring the environments felt alive and animated. I had watched an interview from uh, Lee Petty just kind of talking. I think it was he who said this, but you know, like the sort of the problem with adventure games is like, once you've solved them, you're sort of done, you know, yeah. whereas this one, you can, you know, get some replay value out of it, you know, yeah. the different solutions. Right. Or, yeah, that is true. Like once you've completed an adventure game, you have to wait until you forgot yeah. solutions. Yeah, yeah. To be able to enjoy it. And you're probably yeah. gonna remember some of it. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's just um and that's actually going back what made it hard because I'm like, I can remember some of these solutions, but not all of them yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um the levels and stacking combine elements from the Great Depression and Victorian era designs, utilizing virtual household items like marbles and safety pins. This choice was inspired by a fascination with dioramas and miniature stages. The game presents cutscenes in the style of early silent films with dialogue shown on text plaques after being acted out on a theater stage. As part of the game's promotion, Double Fine offered a set of Matryoshka dolls based on the game's characters, which sold out within 24 hours. THQ released downloadable content for stacking, including the first add-on called The Lost Hobo, <clears throat> excuse me, The Lost Hobo King in April 2011. This expansion introduced new dolls in a, in a new stage where Charlie helps Levi's Uncle Rufus find the crown to become the king of hobos in the town of Camelfoot. 
Ah, yeah, glad I mentioned that. So, during THQ's bankruptcy, stacking and Costume Quest became the property of Nordic Games. However, in November 2013, Double Fine and Nordic Games reached an agreement that allowed Double Fine to regain the publishing rights for both games. Nordic Games would assist in publishing and distributing retail copies of Stacking, Costume Quest, and Double Fine Psychonauts for Windows and Mac OS X systems in early 2014. And at some point after that, they released it on Linux. I Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Double Fine went back and said, okay, we're going to do everything on Linux too. So just thought I'd mention that. All right. Well, as far as the reception, stacking garnered predominantly positive reviews from critics. Some reviewers acknowledged that if players solely focused on progressing through the main story without exploring alternate solutions or side puzzles, the game's length might be considered too short for its $15 price tag. No, it's not. (laughs) Even if you speed your way through this, it's worth 15 bucks. I I would say so. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of harsh, you know, $15. I mean, I know like, come on. 15, I mean, 15 bucks. Like it was a steal, like playing this game for four seventy five. Like I definitely feel like I got a minimum of a fit, like of a, a $15 experience of playing this game, like for yeah. sure. You know, and this, this did, you know, was probably written 12 years ago too. So $15 game was a, a tougher pill to swallow than it is now <laughs> where but I feel like everything is $25 uh, or more, <laughs> but st- I feel like the fact, well, I don't know, like with, with this still being like part of the era of Xbox live, I feel like still like, uh, I don't know. It, it wasn't that hard for me to spend 15 bucks on a game that looked interesting. Yeah. But I don't know. I also recently had a friend ask me if Tetris effect uh, the yeah, the new Tetris Tetris effect. If that was worth forty bucks, ah, because when I recommended it originally, it was on sale for nineteen, yeah. and then it wasn't on sale anymore. So they like they didn't buy it during the sale, and they were like, "Crap, is this still worth forty bucks?" They're like yeah. it's it's just Tetris, and I was like, "Look, <laughs> <laughs> Tetris is I think universally one of the greatest games that's ever been made. It's very approachable." <laughs> It's a great, easy concept. Like it, it'll keep you engaged for as long as you want to be engaged in Tetris. Yeah. yeah. And the audio and visuals of the game are beautiful. I was like, I would go spend 40 bucks or more one evening. Like, you know, go get a meal and a beer somewhere. Like that's like, that's an hour, 40 bucks. Like, you, I was like, I bet if you buy Tetris, you'll play it for more than an hour. And in the end, you won't regret the 40 bucks. Yep. And they've come back and agreed. But anyway, sorry. Like this whole like 15 bucks is too much for this game. Like that's nonsense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I agree. I mean, of course, I, I, I think very highly of it too. So, yeah. Um, uh, Let's see. Cool. I was saying... Uh, I was saying it was too short or people saying it was too short for the $15 price tag. However, they emphasized that fully exploring the game made it well worth the price, striking a balance between being lengthy and repetitive. Chad, Sepa, whatever his name, we're going to go with Chad of the globe and mail allotted stacking as a great example of what a $15 digitally distributed game can be. While Justin Haywald uh, of one up.com appreciated its ability to deliver a fun experience within a concise time frame. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I definitely generally agree with that. You know, it is a good example of what a downloadable title. It's, you know, the graphics I, I thought looked very good. You know, they looked great from what I played. I, I played the Xbox 360 version yeah. uh, on my Series <laughs> X. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, whereas yeah, I whereas your dog disagrees about the $15 <laughs> price point. Oh God, we're going to have to do something because that's probably going to blow people's ears out. Like, <laughs> It's okay. That's what the love later is for. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it just like the production values feel good, but the scope isn't too big to where you feel like, you know, I, I, I agree 60 bucks would be a tall ask for sure, but oh yeah, I mean, 15 bucks. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's perfect. I, I'd, uh, I'd buy $15 games like this all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd uh, buy that for a dollar. <laughs> the the game's uh, core gameplay received praise for its accessibility partially due to its visually captivating aesthetics. The controls were deemed straightforward enough to be easily grasped by casual players with ample hints provided to prevent players from getting stuck. The implementation of multiple solutions from various challenges was highly regarded. This approach addressed common, a common issue in the adventure game genre as players didn't adhere to one specific line of predetermined uh, by the developers. I, I swear I jinx myself every time I, I start talking about this stuff and then they mention it later. <laughs> um, the presence of multiple solutions encouraged players to seek out all the possibilities with uh, finding these solutions being logical and rewarding, as stated by Carolyn Petit. Of GameSpot, uh, Christian Donlin of Eurogamer viewed this design as actively encouraging players to engage in a second playthrough, stimulating their imaginative thinking. Uh, some reviewers noted that the majority of puzzles were relatively simple, often solvable with just one doll until later in the game. This led to some pacing issues. Late in the game, players could combine their special abilities of certain dolls when stacked, a gameplay feature that would have been more engaging if introduced earlier. The inclusion of collection and hijink skulls added depth to the game beyond the main story, providing opportunities and experimentation and sorry, for experimentation and finding solutions to core puzzles. Uh, while a few reviewers mentioned minor camera issues in tight spaces and other technical glitches, they did not significantly impact the overall experience. The story and artwork of Sacking were highlighted as major strengths. Steve Boxer of The Guardian described the game's art as utterly delightful and sumptuous. <laughs> uh, Donlin praised the game's world blending the grandeur of 1930s architecture and sooty technology with the homemade ingenuity of Little Big Planet. Oh, that's a fair comparison. Um, reviewers appreciated the game's ability to tackle serious topics like the Great Depression and child labor while maintaining a humorous backdrop. Uh, Christine Steimer of IGN noted that the witty dialogue and goofy animations emphasized the game was not intended as socialist propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> in a review of the game's Linux release, uh, Hamish Paul Wilson of Gaming on Linux gave stacking a score of 8 out of 10, commending the developer's creative output despite limited resources. 
He concluded that the game's competitive price point and solid Linux release made it a worthwhile experience for anyone interested in trying their hand at a little Matryoshka body snatching. I think they um, added the DLC for free for Steam players at some point too. So if you own it on Steam, you get the DLC. Yeah, it was also free on uh, Xbox as well. Oh, nice. Okay. Maybe they just threw it in there as for free. Full stop. Um, as for the overview, the player assumes control of Charlie Blackmore, the smallest doll in the game who embarks on a mission to reunite his family enslaved by the nefarious industrialist known as the Baron. Charlie possesses the unique ability to jump inside of dolls that are one size larger than him and take control of them, provided the doll, the larger doll is facing away from him. Additionally, if the player already controls a stack of dolls, they can further jump uh, into one size larger doll. At any time, the player can also unstack the dolls, allowing Charlie to enter smaller dolls than his current stack. Uh, Some exceptional dolls, aside from Charlie, possess their own special abilities, such as unlocking doors, floating to higher locations, or luring other dolls. These abilities can be utilized by the outermost doll in the stack consequently the player must strategically stack and unstack dolls to solve puzzles throughout the game as the game progresses certain puzzles may necessitate the utilization of multiple dolls combining their unique skills each mission presents various challenges each with multiple solutions and rewards are offered for discovering all of them For instance, in a challenge where a player must clear a lounge occupied by wealthy individuals, they can either sneak in a poorly dressed man into the party or have another character create a disturbance by emitting gas into an air vent, prompting everyone to vacate. Completing side missions, uncovering unique dolls, assembling and stacking matching doll sets, and performing hijinks with specific dolls also yield rewards. These accomplishments, along with achievements and trophies, can be viewed through dioramas constructed by Charlie's hobo companion, Levi. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with the hijinks in particular too. So yeah, some of those were really fun to come across just from like, like I don't know. I just liked kind of going around and body snatching yeah, <laughs> people yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And oh, wait a second! Now I realize the other game that this made me think of: Destroy All Humans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, but yeah, I just liked going around and like body snatching the other dolls and just like using, like trying to figure out and use whatever their ability was. Mm-hmm. So it was fun when some of those would come up as like hijinks of like when you're a magician and you're like making people plaid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Putting argyle everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like, stu- like stuff like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's silly and yeah. fun or like going around and like as a little kid and farting in a group. <laughs> and yeah, just like they're yeah. like, oh, 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 and like running away. <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, they did a really good job making the dolls expressive, which is like no easy task because they don't have a lot of animation there's a little bit they just kind of like shake them around they do some sound tricks and yeah they they move about the same way that the the heads of canadians do in uh, south park yeah. as yeah. far as the like two like yeah, the two yeah. separate pieces that kind of flap around <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah 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 good comparison <laughs> um 
Yeah, I I remember playing it back in the day, and again, I thought I played it on an Xbox, and but I just don't know how I would have done that and it not be in my purchase history at this point. So I very well could have picked it up on PSN. So that was it was available there. Um, I don't know if I've ever finished the game because when I when I finished it, I was like, I have never seen this. Like at some point, I think I lost interest, or it was the the train level, or or the last level was actually pretty, I, I don't know if I would have been able to really do that without a guide at some point, like yeah. defeating the Baron. So, um, so yeah, but, but either way I've, I've come back to a few times and since it was on Mac, you know, it was one of the few games that I knew I could run on Mac. So I'd fire it up there, try to play there for a little while for as long as I'd want. Um, but yeah, it's just so original and it's just like, pretty much the antithesis of any game that's like trying to, you know, make a quick buck like a, I don't know, battle Royale or a games as a service game. It's just, it's just the opposite, you know, like it seems like the game was made with love. They ran, they took an idea and they ran with it. And I think the execution's really good. I, I just feel like all the dolls are really well designed and I really like the environments um, even though there's only a few levels, there's only like, you know, four or five areas that you go to. Yeah. Um, but I really like how the train station sort of evolves and gets bigger as you go. Um, this time I did want to finish everything. I wanted to do all the hijinks and every, just yeah. see if I could do it. And I did it and I did it for the DLC, which DLC is much, it's, it's only one level. It's only one area that you go to. Um, but the puzzles are much harder. <laughs> I feel like, okay. um, I, not undoable. Um, uh, but there's a, there's a Monty Python reference to oh, one, yeah? there's one doll character that goes around and he's got coconuts and his ability <laughs> is to make the coconut sound. So I thought that was pretty, pretty, pretty funny. You have to make him a knight. So I thought, I thought it was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I call it approachable. I mean, do you see what I'm talking about when I say it's kind of like Tony Hawk with like, particularly the cruise ship is what makes me think of that a lot. Oh, <laughs> that's funny because you're going around completing hijinks and doing objectives in from a skateboarder's point of view or something, you know, like I can see that more with that level, like that level specifically, like yeah. I, I kind of understood what you were referring to when comparing it to Tony Hawk, but your initial comparison of Tony Hawk made me think of something entirely different from what <laughs> it actually ended up being. Like okay. I expected there to be like, I, I thought the levels were going to be timed and oh, that okay, you okay. had yeah. to do objectives within a specific time limit, the way yeah. that you do in Tony Hawk. So like, it's so it's it's kind of like Tony Hawk in that way, but at least for folks that have never seen what this is like, do not think of time constraints. Time constraints are not a thing as far as like your approach to this. And it's yeah. not like if you're like most of the way through trying to complete something, you're not going to run out of time to do it. So there, there's no rush to anything. Yeah. So that like that was one of the like I was expecting to be rushed to do stuff and have like a small window of time to accomplish things. And then if I didn't, that I'd have to start over and try again. 
So I, I, I was thinking, and I should have been more specific, but I, I think it during the time, especially like Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three, I think it was, um, where it was. It's kind of like you have to do things or solve problems, but they don't tell you how to do it, and you, you kind of like have to figure it out, like grind a specific rail or, um, you know, uh, do yeah, I'd an say action in front of different. I'd say it'd be like more like where Tony Hawk four started, where they got rid of the time constraints and it's more of a, like wander around the environment and you come across this thing that you can do. Um, so actually where you are right. I just was thinking of the first three Tony Hawk games as opposed to what came later. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I could, I definitely see that because yeah, the, the earlier Tony Hawk games were a lot of like collect the letters <laughs> and, you know, yeah, I mean, there was still was the like, you know, 50, 50, the whatever yeah. rail and knock the foreman in the water and like whatever grind the, uh, the molten whatever thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, I'm using uh, my, the, my words really, bucket. really well right now. I think of like dunk the foreman, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. That, yeah. That that's, stuff. that's what it was. Um, so yeah, that, so it, yeah, it is similar in that regard for sure. I just like, I grabbed on to like a very specific part of Tony Hawk when you mentioned <laughs> Tony Hawk. Yeah. Um, I, I could have communicated it better for Oh no, you're, sure. you're fine. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. Now I'm wondering, I'm wondering, oh, I guess we can't go back and ask folks this, what they, what they imagined anyway. <laughs> um all right so i had never heard of this game until you mentioned it and then i ended up realizing i'd never played a double fine game ever until we had started this show so now i've played a bunch of double fine games or maybe not a bunch but you know i've played at least i've played at least four now the a day of the tentacle is like in the pedigree uh we did um uh psychonauts Yep, Psychonauts, um, Costume Quest. We did do Costume Quest. Okay, yeah. Stacking. I played Psychonauts 2, but I didn't finish it. Um, It's what I like about, you know, this game with Costume Quest. They're kind of like twins in a way, like when it comes to games. Like they came out about the same time and they were just different parts of the company making the game in parallel. Um, Anyway. Yeah. So... So I'm, I'm with folks on loving the art style. Um, I thought it was a beautiful looking game. Um, I also liked, I don't know. I, I just really liked the, the character of the world because yeah. like the world itself could almost be a character in this game. I feel like, yeah, um, I think they really nailed that Victorian sort of setting and, and it, the feeling and, um, the only thing I didn't like uh, really about how the game is presented is they have a vignette border that goes around the, the screen. I turn that off. I have to every time because oh. it messes with how my eyes focus on the game. Okay. It, it like makes me naturally squint like whenever I'm. Huh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, you, you still get it with certain dolls or in certain situations. It, it creates a, you know, a vignette that goes around the, the screen, but. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it. Vignette. Uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> it's all French to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, I I do like also those little touches that they added to the visual style. Um, you know, it, similar to Costume Quest, it's something that does not overstay its welcome. It's also yeah. never too. It's never too difficult, really. Yeah. Um, I also like a lot of the reviewers really appreciated the multiple solutions path. Now I did not 100% complete this game. Like I believe you did. Um, I got somewhere around 60% completion. So there's a lot of stuff that I didn't go back and redo. So that's also why I really want to stress that the 15 bucks I was, I was closer to the speeding through the game when they're saying it's not worth 15 bucks. Why actually I don't need to keep harping on this. It's worth fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but I also really enjoyed all of the unique dolls because, like, primarily just because of some of the unique things that they could do. But, but I mean, really, like the detail in all of the characters and even the little bits of voice acting that are in the game, I thought was really great. Even though it's it's presented as a silent film, and I also really. I really liked that about the game. That's something that I don't feel like you really see a lot. And to the point where they were talking about like taking a serious topic and still being able to do something lighthearted with it and have fun. I did appreciate that as well. Like all of like the, the fact that the game is it's about like child labor and these kids essentially like this whole family being forced into like labor camps basically and like being forced to work against their will and like the whole like all the kids being taken from the mom who's then just left in the house on her own because their dad's also gone he's also been abducted like yeah <laughs> it's it, it is like very lighthearted gameplay for such a like serious topic but like, I don't know. It also felt very topical with a lot of like things coming up in, in the news about child labor laws again. And I'm like, come on, we already figured this out. We know this is bad. Why, why is this a thing again? Like yeah, it, stacking isn't like an, uh, like, like everyone just go play stacking right now. You'll get to really like have another, op like see another opinion on why this is really bad. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really liked the, um, uh, the Zeppelin, you know, uh, uh, level, they, they had a different name for it, a uh, 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 perigible or whatever. <laughs> I forget what that, that word is, but there, they have the child labor summit. It oh yeah. And they, I, I loved how you had to get the, the summit members to, you know, and they had different reasons for why child labor is bad, but it's just like ridiculous. Like, you know, trying to convince people like, uh, who wants kids? They're always sneezing everywhere. And you know, like you can't put them to work, you know, yeah. they're always complaining about naps and stuff. Like <laughs> little, let alone that it's bad. I just, I thought that was an interesting line. They were able to walk there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was, it was a pleasure of a game to kind of like leisurely stroll through. Yeah. And th th that's the whole thing. It's like, it's never really stressful. And I, I, you know, I often play games to relax and yeah, I think it's real good. So, 
All right. Well, anything else on your take before we talk about our our list of things to make sure we cover everything we want to say about the game? Um. Yeah. Let's talk about. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the music. That's what I. That's what I want to hear. All right. Well, um, the music. I, I think it's funny. We we were talking about it right before recording, and I feel like the the music situation in this game either there's not a lot of music in the background and there's just it's mostly ambient noise as you're going about the level you do hear music primarily in the like acted cutscenes but that's the only place that I ever really remember it coming up other than like the intro music and in the menus um, yeah I mean, some there's some elements in the levels like the triple decker train. You know, there's some yeah. pianists there. There's some music going on there. Oh yeah, I loved I loved getting all five of the the pianists stacked yeah, yeah. together, uh, yeah. going to the piano lounge. Exactly, exactly. So it, it pops up, but I I think what you know one thing we wanted to play was like the main theme. It's just it's almost used. Um, almost ad nauseum like there's there's a lot it's it's repeated a lot um and i I can see how it i'm just surprised no one kind of when they were talking about the reception got um complaint but they they didn't so i mean the music's nice it's delightful it's classical sounding so yeah i maybe maybe it's not maybe it's not annoying i don't know yeah i like it Well, speaking of it, should we let folks listen to this and uh, we'll take a short break? Yeah, sounds good. Allow them to do that. All right. Well, uh, this is the intro cinematic music to stacking. our 
Stacking intro cinematic music from, again, the game Stacking. Yeah, I chose that. Um, I think that was a, it gives you a good taste of kind of what the range the game has. You see a little bit of the, hear a little bit of the Baron's theme, like the banana, 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 banana. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think, I don't know, I think it's effective. It's, again, it's um, traditional, but effective. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's very well suited for the time period as well. Yeah, I would say so. Um, all right. Well, anything else about anything else about the music? Uh, yeah, I don't I guess Yeah. Dogs got something to say. No, that's, that's (laughs) it. That's the dogs apparently do have something to say. What I'm hearing is that they want to go in the other room and and wait quietly until I'm done. That's what I think they're trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) Fat chance. Yeah. (laughs) Guy can dream. (laughs) Well, as far as characters and stuff, you you just play as Charlie, the littlest of all the dolls. Yeah. Um, And, you know, ultimately you kind of get, well, actually everyone is a playable character in this game. With the exception yeah. of the Baron. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a <laughs> few dolls. I think it's kind of funny how, when they don't want you to stack into a doll, because that doll will always face you. Yeah. It will follow you. You can't get behind the it. doll. Exactly. I mean, there's, there's some dolls you need to like distract them to get behind yeah. them, but some dolls, like any of the Baron's henchmen or the Baron himself, you just, nope, they're just glued to you. Yeah. Um, at all times. So, um, so I, I think that that's interesting, but yeah, I, I didn't want to rattle off a bunch of the, the different dolls that, no. you know, we sort of like or anything like that. I just, I like, I like that there are unique dolls that, you know, have reoccurring, you know, uh, appearances throughout yeah. the game, you know, and you get points for collective, not points, but it's part of the completion to get all the unique dolls to find all the unique ones. Um, yeah. And there's like, there's, there's sets of dolls, like yes. the, the five pianists that I was mentioning. There's yeah. also like families of dolls that you can try, like that you can go find and stack into all of them at the same time. But yeah, there's, there's, there's cool little sets of dolls or the unique dolls, um, that, you know, just give you a little bit of something extra to do. So even though I didn't do that all the time, obviously, since I didn't do a hundred percent completion, there were a few that I would see that I would feel compelled to get all of them. So like, I, I liked that there were still, there were still ways that they were able to pull me into it, even when I wasn't like gung-ho about trying to 100% the game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was there was like the magician family on the cruise ship. Yeah. You know, the, the smallest doll, which is still bigger than Charlie, is their pet dog. You know, yeah. That does, <laughs> then you, you know, stack into the daughter and the mom and then the, the dad, the musician himself. So, but I like how they're all the same theme and they're all part of the act. In fact, when you get all the, the stack, you usually get a little cutscene um, of, you know, them performing their act, for example. Oh, or, yeah. Uh, later on on the Zeppelin, when you collect all the uh, movie cast, you know you get to see them record the film, and it's oh, kind of that's hilarious. cool. And yeah, no, there. Uh, yeah, sorry, I, I thought that 
that wasn't part of the main quest i remember so that was that was kind of cool they have like this hilarious um thing there's like a cameraman and then there's the actress and the actor yeah it's funny i saw all of them yeah i just didn't stack into all of them at the same time yeah yeah if, if the word I was thinking was dirigible, but they actually call it Zeppelin of consequence. So when we talk about levels, that's yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> well, I'm all ready for levels. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. So, so the train train strike adventure. So the train uh, station is kind of the first level. It's sort of yeah. the tutorial level. It gives you, um, you know, a, a, a basic, um, objective you have to you know, as mentioned in the description you have to empty out the club the exclusive well-dressed members and um and, and basically you just have to get inside somehow and it yeah. empties it out so um that's one way to solve it right but um like the man who flatulates out in front of the vent and <laughs> empties out the room and um anyway pretty logical um I tried the rancid belch first and that didn't oh, work. Ah, yeah. Cause close. like, come on, rancid belch should be enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's one that involves like distracting the guard with, um, uh, what, what I think her name's like the widow Beverly or something like that. And uh, I don't know. She, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. She seduces. That's her ability. Yes. <laughs> Which you'll need later in the game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then, the, tr- the train station actually has multiple objectives. There's a second visit where you have to sort out the lines there. Oh, yeah. um, and you can either do it manually or you can, um, you know, take the guy with the boxing glove and just punch the people that are in the wrong line. Oh, um, I, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize that I only moved them manually. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, you know, I use a guide. I, I would not have figured this out, um, to get a hundred percent. Like I try and do like one or two on my own or as many as I can until I got stuck. Um, there's another one where you'd use the, uh, the union organizer. He has flags. So if you, <laughs> and he basically just like waves the flags around left and right. And if you do that in front of the, it, it, the dolls will organize themselves. Cause Oh, cool. He, that's his ability. He organizes, you know, oh, organizes okay. the union. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's, it's kind of silly. Um, but yeah, perhaps my favorite level is the gilded steamship though. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, the, the reason why I like it is because it was one of the levels that I didn't get lost in. I get lost a lot in the Zeppelin. I get really lost on the triple jack. Tra- like train triple decker train um, okay and it's just because it's there are three cars that are three layers tall and it's all linear <laughs> it's yeah. like you have to go all the way down the first one and then all the way up the second one and then back all the way down um and a lot of the train the cars are pretty similar so um but anyway back to the gilded steamship um i like that one pretty well they got like the little cardboard um or uh like stage set waves like moving around yeah um, i like how it does a little flyover runs through there um did, were there any objectives or things that you really enjoyed on the steamship or i mean i liked the cause chaos at the safari yeah <laughs> like i liked some of those uh solutions i think i did two two or three of the four that are available 
or I think yeah. it's four available. Yeah, so, something like that. There's there's one with a that involves a cannon like yeah. shooting the wrong targets. Yeah, it's like some sort of game. Um, I think you can set loose a bear. That's like a way to 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 do it. Like um, yeah, well, you can also just like break the cardboard cutouts. Of yeah. Some of the like that was the first one that I figured out was like just walking up to the cardboard cutouts and knocking the heads off, basically. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think this walkthrough even actually shows. Oh yeah, and the stop the caviar service. I did a couple of those as well. That one yeah, was kind of fun. That one was fun because there's two chefs. There's the caviar chef, and then there's the um, he, he has the 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 gruel thickener yes the um, gruel thickener <laughs> he goes around and and you can either put it directly in the caviar or you can in put the, the gruel thickener in the moat and yeah. it's because they've got little sushi boats that are flying yeah flying. um because the idea was to stop the caviar service yeah so, so that one of the people that you needed to do something like to go yell at the captain <laughs> yeah, um, they, you needed to stop you there yeah you needed to stop the supply of caviar going to them <laughs> so they'd get mad yeah yeah exactly i i just i think it's so funny there's there's something involved with the museum exhibit i didn't care for this one too much because i had a hard time like solving all of them myself. untitled goose game oh that's another one yeah yes yeah. i mean this obviously came before that but that's another like similar type of game. Yeah, I like that game too. So that, that's a good game. I, I need to complete my second run of that game. I still have never completed it the first time. Oh, oh, you got to. It's so good. Um, so, and then something about muddling the maps. I, I didn't really care for that. It's just like, you just had to mess up the map. There's one guy who's drawing maps on sheets or towels. And you got to mess oh, them up yeah. somehow. So that's either you take a kid and draw on them or um, make the, the kid who, who tosses cookies uh, to, <laughs> to, to throw up on them or something like that. It's it. That's funny. There's just this little kid who's clearly seasick, um, but his ability is toss cookies. <laughs> and it's funny when you press the button, he literally shoots cookies out of his mouth. <laughs> so, just a little pun there. I don't know. I thought that was. Yeah, that's good. Interesting. So um, Zeppelin of consequence. Um, so we had. Um, so, yeah, the idea was to sway the summit. That's like the main objective. So you're trying to free the ambassadors to uh, end the child, you know, put an end to child labor. That's the whole idea. Yeah. Um, there's a few things you have to do. Uh, somehow get rid of the gas because there was like a bunch of gas flowing by. So there's a few ways that you could um, do that. There's a bio suit <laughs> that you could get. That was one way to get through it. Yeah. Um, um, they, there was one involving an opera singer where you break the glass with her voice. I oh. think that was maybe the same one. That was kind of interesting. Um, or you could use a mechanic to go turn off the gas somewhere separate. It's just like, I really liked how different all the solutions were. Like some yeah. of them, some of them were like almost identical with one nuance, one like slight difference. Like yeah. the, uh, like I talked about the gruel thickener, you can either put it directly in the caviar or in the water. Um, yeah, that's true. Where you're, you're using the same character and the same ability just on a different thing. 
And I think that was more like, okay, you're close, you're on the right idea. So, you know, there's a couple different ways you could think about that. But I, again, there are, you know, there's some that are wildly different that involve different paths uh, or, or just circumventing. Usually one circumvents the problem entirely, <laughs> yeah. like goes around it, like use a, a pigeon or a seagull to fly over the <laughs> oh, yeah. objective. That's, Those that's were something fun. That, that pops up. Um, open the gate and use the guy with the atomic wedgie ability. Oh, to yeah. <laughs> open the gate and free the ambassador out of there. Um there's a there's an involvement where Charlie gets captured and there's like a little mini dungeon on how to get out of it and that either involves you could use the uh, fireman to douse the flames so you can oh yeah the breaking stay. out of the brig one yeah yeah exactly um, now the last one I thought was the most interesting and that is the stop that car there's some sort of race that's going on that's involving like monkeys and dogs or something like that and oh yeah um, what did I do. They're the, probably the easy, the, the one I would expect is it says like no flash photography. And if you grab one of the photographers and take a picture of the car that the ambassador is stuck on, um, it causes the car to careen and stop. <laughs> oh, um, I only did one. I did the action flag one. Oh, okay. So you got the flag the- waiver to end the race. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah. There was one that's really interesting. Technically, the dogs that are racing on the course, you can actually stack into them. Oh. That one was crazy. So you'd stack into a couple dogs that would get you onto the car and you'd actually stop it yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was I thought that was nuts because they're going by at a pretty good click. So you just like stack into them and you're like off to the races, literally. <laughs> um so that was a it was a big thing. And then usually there's some sort of, you know, you use the dolls that you freed or gathered and rather to sort of stop an objective. In this case, they try to crash the Zeppelin. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So the Baron says something like release the fish and yeah. he shoots out like basically their Swedish fish like um, or if you you know go to Trader Joe's, they're Scandinavian swimmers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they 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 just release fish that attracts the birds that land on the zeppelin and and weigh it down and cause it yeah. to crash. So, um, I forgot how exactly you save it. Something about putting coal in the uh, in the. Oh you know. yeah, and then you have to like uh, like pump the fire yeah, or something. With the bellows. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, something something like that. So, um, yeah, I think anything anything on the Zeppelin stood out. Anything? That- no, I mean, I did like I did like the whole aesthetic of the Zeppelin, though. I thought it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. I think pretty cool level, and I think I, I like how it's kind of like two distinct big areas that are joined together through a series of halls because um, it's like there's two main chambers to it. But yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, finally, the uh, there is technically one level after this, but the triple te- decker tank engine adventure. That's the um, that's again one big long linear level, and that's yeah, it is. It is quite a level. Like it yeah. felt, it felt very long by comparison to the others. Yes, um, I think it's just because there's so much to traverse. 
And there's, yeah, there's four objectives and I think each of them have four solutions as well. Um, which is, I guess is pretty standard, but it, it seemed like they were kind of lengthy. Just, I don't know. I think I've gotten stuck here before. Um, because without a guide, I now question, did you use the guide, the hint system at all? So I did towards the end of the game. I didn't eat. I didn't realize it was there. And then when I was at stop the Baron, there was one that I was stuck on and I had the, like I paused the game or I did something and I was going to use a guide. And then I was like, Oh, I can use hints in the game. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And for each objective, there is a hint system that has a, you know, basically kind of like, okay, um, it'll give you three hints. One pretty vague, the second one a little more specific, and the third one is very specific. And each are yeah, sort of given a cooldown. So it's like no, no, like actually read the hint. Don't just run yeah. through all three of them. Yeah. Um, and that that helped me a lot. That was probably the most common guide that I used to finish the game. But yeah, like I wish I wish I would have realized it was there sooner because I would have probably try to rely on that a little bit more as opposed to like checking the stacking guide like wiki on uh, IGN or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agreed. Um, you know, sometimes I need, I needed help for with like the hijinks because there's no hint system for the hijinks. Oh um, yeah, that's true. Um, and also finding the unique doll locations. There's a few that I would gloss over. So, um, yeah, on the train, there's kind of like your family is captured and you have to free them. Um, you've like finally caught up to all your family members and uh, you, you have to free them from these guards. And basically the Baron has these like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe them. They're just like a few very hardcore individuals um, that have their own weaknesses. Yeah. <laughs> apparently. Um, like, uh sickle the sly which this one i thought aged poorly but he basically is like a germaphobe he wears a mask so oh yeah you gotta bring you gotta basically put a sick kid near him yeah yeah or or um have the have the kids or had have someone sneeze on on the soup and serve it to him or something like that oh okay yeah, because he he was tra- he's trying to keep a fence between him so that you couldn't get the sick guy close to him, but you had to maybe contaminate a kid either with soup or the kid himself. Yeah, that, that's coming back to me now. Um, and then you have to <laughs> tickle Tiberius the terrible. He's just a guy in a in a, a metal suit. My favorite solution. <laughs> he, so he's in an iron suit. So when there yeah, are he's like around, nothing can hurt me in this suit. Yeah. And there are maids around with feather dusters and you're like, okay, I need to tickle him, but you can't tickle him with his armor on. So if you use the tailor to go over to him and measure him, he'll take his armor off and then you can tickle him or, or punch him or actually give him a really big bear hug with one of the characters. How did, how did I do this then? Cause I know that I, I know that I used, I think there's one where you can use a, a pelican or something to land on his head and it tickles him or well, something. I used, Oh, it just shows you can use the tickle duster. Oh, okay. Tickle duster only. Okay. Yeah. It says use 
feather dust ability on Tiberius. That's what I did. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I did a little mixed up there, but yeah, there's basically you can't directly harm him unless you get him to take his armor off. Yeah. I try like for fun. I tried using the guy with the two big boxing gloves just to, just to see if he would respond. And he's just like a brick wall. Yeah. Yeah. Now, probably my favorite, there's this one with, um, illuminate the shadow general there's basically a guy he just has all the lights out he's yeah. like he doesn't like the lights but i i love it there's these there's certain there's like one doll that has like a torch on his head and you can turn on the torch and if you go in and talk to him it's really funny it's like hey hey buddy we we talked about this you shouldn't be in here i like the lights off you don't you like the lights on you should just leave like please and you can do this combo ability. Basically you use uh, one of the other dolls to like spray gas or something or, or, yeah. or even fart. the doll that farts. Yes. And, that's what I did. The fart and the fire. Yeah. It creates all, a bright light and it, he runs away. He doesn't like the light. So yeah, there was also another one where I didn't realize it was related and I saw something in the next room and I did the sequence of things that I needed to do to turn on the power, which turned on the light downstairs for that guy. And I was like, oh, I unintentionally just completed another version of uh, this particular puzzle. Yeah. Radically different solution for, yeah. you know, the same problem. Yes. Very different than walking up and lighting a fart. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the the last one here, Scare Simpleton the Strong, that one, it, it, you know, basically like a big kid, but he's tough, but he doesn't like clowns. My favorite solution to that was yeah, like clowns a, or ghosts. Yeah. Or ghosts. Yeah. You could put a sheet on a kid and it, it run at him. Um, or you could, I, I think there's a specific ghost. It's kind of funny. It's a two parter because there's a particular clown that lives in a Jack in the box thing. <laughs> oh, and I was trying to get that clown out. So there was a trick. You have to take a kid and basically like misbehave in front of him. Like, yeah, just, just doing things like inappropriate things. Like I use the toothbrush kid to like brush one of the other dolls or something. And he's like, stop it. I'm warning you. This is our emergency kid control system. <laughs> it's a, just a big clown. And I, I don't know. You just, you bring it down to bring the big clown down to him. And he's just like terrified. He can't deal with it. So, um, there's some other solutions there. I can't quite remember. Yeah, scare simple than the strong. I did the top one, the masked mirage, where you're oh, the, the corporate, corporate spy. spy. Yeah. Yeah. And then you use the disguise ability to put a mask on a different doll that you can then stack into, walk up to him, and then he's like, oh, perfect. I needed to take a bathroom break. So thanks for coming in and relieving me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was an interesting doll, the corporate spy. There's a hijink too to like, yeah, put it on the mask on female dolls. I thought yes. that was funny. Yeah, I just went around and put the mask on everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that th this uh, triple tank engine, I I thought it was so funny because there's just like, again, there's supposed to be a bunch of rich people that you know, like barons, robber barons, and stuff on the train, and there's a in the piano bar, it's just they're just serving money like they're, they're using yeah <laughs> well and like all all of the like rich people on it are like polluters yes 
and yeah. <laughs> talking about how pollution's actually really good for people. <laughs> and was like, wow, man, this this hits a little too close to home. <laughs> yeah, I just I love the decorations. They're flowers, but instead of flowers, it's just stacks of money, and there's yeah. waitresses going around serving money. And yeah, you can pour some money floor. on the ground, and then yeah. everyone's trying to like bends over and grabs and tries to pick everything up. Yeah, they're just like gro- yeah, groveling on the ground, like grabbing all the money. <laughs> uh, just uh, yeah, I thought it was silly, but just just hilarious, and and yeah, a little little too true. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, now, I think I talked about all the puzzles as we were talking about the levels. Yeah. So, I yeah, think that about the, covers it. yeah. This, I mean, I guess the only thing that's really left is uh, when you confront the Baron, mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's funny. Like it, I feel like the Baron level is a boss rush of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean. <sighs> Not that you, not that you can die, not that there's any real combat in this game, but like, it feels like a boss rush in the respect that there are multiple puzzles right in front of you that you need to solve. You have all of the solutions in this area, but this is where I feel like when they were talking about the pacing of early on in the game, they don't introduce you to combos or having to, I guess maybe even use multiple multiple dolls in a like particular order it wasn't yeah. as common whereas here it's like every single solution is going to require two maybe three dolls yeah to get to the point where you can unstack the next largest version of the baron and keep going down the list until until what you you unstack the Baron to something the size of Charlie or maybe even smaller? Yeah, yeah, something like Charlie, and you end up in a like kind of one on one battle with the Baron, uh, stacking into different dolls. Um, oh, that's right. There is a battle of sorts. It's rock paper scissors that you're doing against the Baron. Yeah, or they say Rochambeau. <laughs> it's the yeah exactly it's a rock paper scissors battle which this i did not remember this at all um i don't know if it is a pretty short sequence so it's very possible that i could have done this quickly i mean i just forgot done, that but... i did this and i just did this two days ago yeah it is, it is a very short sequence and it's not it's not terribly hard and it really it doesn't take a long time to figure it out but first First, the Baron's running around with scissors and you're like, oh, crap, he's going to cut me. Yeah. And then you see there's other dolls with a stack of paper or other dolls carrying a rock on their head. <laughs> and you're like, oh, and it like it, it just it clicks and you're like, I'm playing rock, paper, scissors right now. What yeah. defeats scissors? Let's go grab the rock. It's like somehow instantly. um recognizable you know exactly what you need to do yeah (laughs) yeah um, and and like you can't just see oh he's got scissors let me go grab a rock and then just take your time like the baron does try to counter you by like oh crap you grabbed a rock let me go jump into one of the dolls with paper yeah um so you got to be quick about it 
And my strategy yeah. was was to hang out next to the counter, like, oh, I'm paper, so he's running at me with scissors, but I'm hanging out next to a guy with a rock. Yeah. I wait for him to attack and I unstack so that I could quickly stack into the rock and just immediately counter him. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. So it it wasn't it wasn't too difficult. Like you said, it, it, you really kind of automatically just know what to do, at least if you've ever heard of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, it's it, it's kind of interesting. The last level, it's not a level. I don't think you can revisit it in any way. It's no, probably like not. A one and, it's a one and done level. Um you know, I, I don't understand like when they say, oh, it's worth a second playthrough. I'm like, I don't know if I don't know if a playthrough is necessary because as soon as you solve an objective, you can turn around and keep solving it over and over again. Yeah, I was thinking that, too, when they were talking about an additional playthrough. It's like, well, your additional playthrough is just completing your playthrough to 100 yeah. percent. You can go back to all the levels at any time, you know, um, though. Again, I I think I I think I wanted to go back so that I could um, go see the hel- the hobo fellow Levi, yeah, because um, I wanted to see my hundred percent completion because he he creates little dioramas with the yeah. dolls and and all the um, all the unique dolls that you collect. I'm like I want to see I'm, I did it a hundred percent. I want to see the whole thing, um, but I was at sort of the middle of the train station or the, the triple decker train when I loaded up my save, cause that was probably the last place I had to go to finish hundred percent completion. Well, getting off of it, I was like, I would basically start going one way. And then at some point I would get turned around. I'm like, wait a minute, I've seen this place before. <laughs> and that happened like four times. I was, I, f- I felt like it took a half hour for me to like get out of the train, or at least get from one end to the other, you know? Um, I was also second guessing myself like, wait, do I need to go to the beginning or the end? I can't remember. And it's the beginning. So, um, but yeah, I just, I also just finished the DLC last night. Um, I had solved the, basically there's these, uh, three hobo blacksmiths that you have to, um, go capture or, or collect in camel foot as a sort of a play on Camelot, I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, it's sort of a hobo paradise cause you go on a little adventure with Levi, um, which is completely unrelated to the story. So it kind of makes sense that it's DLC. Um, and, and yeah, like some of the objectives are, are, um, there, there's one section I wanted to tell you about just cause I thought you in particular might like it. Yeah. There's, basically a couple rooms that are filled with like these zombies, they call them ghouls and they'll, they'll, if they eat your brains, you, they, you pass out and you have to start over at the beginning. So you have to have different ways of getting through them. And one of them is involves, you take a character that throws cheese and they throw stinky cheese around. <laughs> basically it deters the goals ghouls as you're going through the zombies. Um, some of them involve combos where you throw flames at, at the other at then destroy them. So I, I don't know. I just thought it was, it was kind of neat, but it, um, I don't know. It's not a must play. I say if, if, if it's enough to experience the base game and if you were left wanting more then the DLC is a good, good way to go. Nice. So, um, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of liked it. How we were saying like the, you know, the old hobos, like it's the, uh, <laughs> helping people is the hobo way. Yes. 
Um, I don't know. Do you got anything else on stacking? I think I, I think I kind of destroyed it. I killed it. No, I, I had a, I had a really good time with the game. Um, I definitely recommend folks check it out. If, if it sounds remotely interesting, then I'm sure you, you would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good time all around. Yeah. I'd like to do some achievement hunting, you know, in a way I kind of, like I said, I wish I next sale, I'll get it on Xbox and I'll do some achievement hunting. Probably, probably be about the time that I'm ready to play it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, I think it's only like 200 gamer score or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, I could see that. But yeah, like if, if you a hundred percent the game, you great you just got everything <laughs> oh that's all the it's, yeah it's those sort of goalpost achievements where yeah it's know. like oh you completed the level and then there's a oh you completed literally everything in the level yeah um as far as like how the achievements work in the game that was pretty similar actually with steam from my experience it's like collect all unique dolls yeah you know check um yeah i think they're they're probably identical to the steam yeah. achievements uh, I did want to say it was kind of interesting playing it on. Um, I tried both versions on Steam Deck, whether playing in Windows or uh, Linux. Okay. And Linux, it just it's interesting the differences because the performance was about the same. I still actually had an issue where the game um, will, when it gets bogged down, it has something to do with VSync. It'll just start running at 30 FPS until you pause the game. As soon as you pause the game and unpause, it goes back to 60. It's huh. like the game needs time to catch up. So Weird. I saw that in both versions, VSync on or off, no difference there. Um, the other thing was there was a cut. Um, the audio was a little bit different. It almost sounded like it was like distributed, like some of the sound of like the music was a little bit louder on Linux, but like the effects a little bit quieter, even though the levels were exactly the same. Hmm. Um, thought that was interesting. Uh, but there was a crash that was happening on Linux because I realized when I was playing through, I'm like, oh, I'm playing the Windows version. I'm going to turn off, you know, Proton compatibility and just download the Linux version and see. It. And everything was fine. Um, except for on the triple decker train, there's one cutscene that involves like where it shows you the um, firefighter and there's like it's it's introducing the combos like how the firefighter uses um the water on the swan statue and then another kid uses okay, a fan yeah. to freeze it yeah um that would crash the game on linux oh um but i could in in theory go play on windows past that cutscene, go back to linux and we'd be fine <laughs> um it's just that's what stopped me so in just the interest of 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 time i just switched back to windows and like i said i didn't experience any other problems there so i just stuck with it but i thought it was interesting so that's cool yeah i mean that you had a way to continue forward (laughs) yeah yeah exactly all right well anything else you got to say about stacking I not really just, you know, thanks for playing. And, and yeah. part of it, I just really wanted somebody to talk to about this game. Cause I've never met anyone who's played this game. So yeah, same as so part of the fun now. I mean, just to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now I can, Hey, remember stacking? Yeah, that's what I'll do in like a year or something like that. <laughs> well, yeah, I had a good time with it. I think it was, uh, it was a, a great fun game. Yeah. 
Well, should we head back? Let's head back. Okay, let's get in that time machine. And we have arrived back to present day, which again is the past for you, listener. It is June the 1st, 2023. And I did have a fine time going back in time talking about stacking, but now is when we talk about the things that we have been playing like now. So, um, Tears of the Kingdom. I played a little bit. Um, and I'm not being facetious. I did actually only play a little bit um, because of beta breakers and other stuff and and seeing friends on the weekend. And um, I started playing my guitar some more, um, having a really fun time with that. So anyway, I have played a little bit of Tears of the Kingdom, but definitely not as much as Mr. The Android has. Um, yeah, it's I mean, you kind of have to have some time set aside and I mean, yeah. these past few weekends, there's been at least one day, like Saturday or a Sunday, where I kind of burn most of my day playing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's sometimes difficult to get me to stop, you know, like I kind of one objective, like, oh, let's go, okay, let's go do this. Uh, okay, let's go this. And then, yep. you know, you got a bad when you're like negotiating with yourself whether you should eat or not. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of been my experience. It's like, I don't need, uh, mm, let me, let me do a couple more shrines. Yeah. Just uh, one more hour. It'd be fine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so yeah, on, only a very small amount of that. Um, and, but then also at the same time, I kind of fell back into playing the main storyline of Grand Theft Auto five. Um, cause I'm a weird person. <laughs> Yeah, no, this was a nice surprise. You told me about this, but I I want to I want I want you to tell your reasoning. And- yeah, so um when when I went to go see my parents on Mother's Day, um I was originally going to stay a little bit longer than I did. So I was considering bringing my Xbox with me to show my stepdad um like MLB the Show 23 and a couple other like game franchises that I know that he'd be familiar with because of like seeing me playing games, you know, growing up or like also playing some stuff with me. Like he and I used to play Madden mostly or Roger Clemens MVP baseball on the Super Nintendo. So that's why I really wanted to show him MLB, MLB the show 23. But anyway, I know that at some point they had seen like Grand Theft Auto 3 or something. Yeah, um, and you were like, "Do you want to see City. the brand new Grand Theft Auto game yeah. that just came out?" <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. yeah, so I was like, "Okay, like I should show him GTA Five, but I should really like blow his mind with how good the Series X version of the game looks." Um, and saw that it was on sale, so I was like, "What the heck? I'm part of the problem," and. I gotta say, I was impressed with the visuals, um, the ray tracing in the game. Holy crap! Like the reflections in of the world in in like glass or water or whatever the the reflection of the world off of your car as you're driving it through the world. Like, what's funny to me is for me. This now almost 10 year old game has been the best 
case for ray tracing I have seen <laughs> up to this point. Um, so yeah, I, I've, I've been playing through uh, the main storyline. I got up to the point where um, I can't start the FIB heist yet because Franklin hasn't done the first of the Franklin with Lester assassination missions. Uh, but I just finished the Merryweather heist. I've been doing all the like strangers and freaks. Um, oh yeah. Those are always my favorite. Yeah. Honestly. Even Grand Theft Auto four. I, I love that. Yeah. So, you know, it's been, it's been kind of fun going back through all this. Cause I haven't like, though I played GTA online quite a bit for a while. Um, I haven't gone back through the main story of the game since whenever it released on PS4. Yeah. Cause that was the last time I played through the game. Like the storyline of the game was when it released on the PS4, which was right after, like not too long after um, I had played through and spent a lot of time playing it on the 360. So it, it had become like a tradition for me. Every time they re-released it, I'd play through the story. So like yeah. PS3, um, I didn't play through the PS. Oh, I don't know if I did it on PS4, um, but I definitely did it on PC. And then I was doing it on the PlayStation five and I'm, <laughs> I'm just so glad I'm not the only person who's purchased <laughs> it for th- on three oh. console generations. And, you know? and so, okay. So I had this realization as I, as I was playing this version of the game, because I also fired up the Xbox one version of the game on this hardware, uh, just so that I could contrast and compare. There yeah. is a huge visual difference, which I did not like in my mind. I was like, no, this already looks really good on the Xbox one version which it, it technically does, but not as good. So the, I guess the, the, the realization that I had as to why this problem, and I'm using air quotes right now, but maybe it is a real problem, why this problem exists and there's three console generations of GTA 5 is because think back to like GTA San Andreas and or even GTA 4 more recently all of the graphic mods that were coming out mm-hmm. or even, I mean, hell, even, even GTA five has graphic mods, but anyway, but those are all PC based. So if you want to have a better visual experience for this game, if you want, if you want it to run smoother, if you want it to, whatever you need a beefy PC and you need to mod the heck out of it. Well, this is like the way to do that on console kind of i mean you're not you're not actually modding the game rockstar is doing that for you (laughs) yeah i mean they're giving you the visual overhaul they're adding ray tracing they're doing all of these things and it's funny they the game runs so solid at 30 frames a second with ray tracing turned on in fidelity mode that i swore to you it was playing in 60 frames and then i switched over to performance mode and then i noticed the difference and I was like, oh, it actually isn't. But like, it's so rock solid and looks so good that like I had convinced myself like, yeah, this is also somehow playing at 60 frames at 4K with ray tracing. Like what? Um, so no, it was it was the lock 30, but man, does it look good. And it's yeah. like it is solid. I mean, essentially, you, uh, you know, you purchased a uh, ray tracing mod for Grand Theft Auto, right? Basically. Yeah. Um, and oh my God, the game loads so quickly now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, oh, it's and very that nice. quick resume. Oh man. 
Well, and you say that this is the best case for ray tracing, but I would argue for ray tracing, especially like how demanding PC games are really getting, it's it's it seems like um, it seems like the older games are the best use cases for ray tracing, just to breathe new life into them. Because that's fair. Now, now the our machines have overhead, <laughs> yeah. right, to play those games. Yeah, but I mean, I just I. <sighs> Like the the first time that I caught the ray tracing effect, I was in the parking lot of um the 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 pier, like Del Piero Pier, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the Santa Monica Pier essentially. Yeah. And like I was looking for a car to steal, and then I saw like out of out of the corner of my eye a perfect reflection that was reflect like of my movement of my everything as the character in the glass window that was separating like the the outdoor seating area of a restaurant from the parking lot and i was like wait what like (laughs) that was when i really realized ray tracing was on and like i just I walked around while like focusing on it. Like there was so much that I was doing to just look at the reflections in the glass while the glass is still transparent. And it's like, I don't know. It was, it, it looks so good. So yeah. Anyway, it's just, it's like, you've never, you haven't seen a a real reflection in a video game before. Like literally. Yeah. um, It it just, it was so striking. Yeah, like the reflections and shadows are always faked in video games, but ray tracing's the closest thing to authentic, right? So Yeah, and then right riding around at night, I would turn on like I've been turning on my high beams at night just to also see like the the stark contrast like when you're out driving in the desert, how dark it is and the brightness of your high beams and just like the way that your the the your headlights are casting light on the world. It's, it's just like driving a car at night. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like, as I'm saying this, it's like, this sounds silly, but like it, I don't know. It looks so good. Um, anyway, I'm impressed. Um, I'm glad it's available on console because like I'm just unwilling to purchase on, you know, uh, the the necessary hardware to get decent results with ray tracing on PC. Just (sighs) same. And like I even technically have a video card that can do ray tracing, but it's not like it's not like optimal (laughs) for it. So I feel like I feel like it would make my PC, though, very comparable to the specs te- probably technically better in a lot of ways than my console. Yeah. Um, there's just so much more overhead of the OS and everything else that it just, it doesn't perform quite the same. So yeah. anyway, um, so that was a long winded thing about why I've been playing GTA five some more. Um, also played some Tetris effect connected with some friends that were over over the weekend um, and then also have played a bit of Overwatch 2 still. And I know last time we recorded, I was like, I don't like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it to the end of the battle pass and get my mercy skin and whatever. Well, it turns out I was actually further along in the battle pass than I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm almost actually done with the whole battle pass. I got the, I got the mercy skin that I wanted. Um, so hooray. Um, but yeah, it just, I've been, been having fun 
playing as different characters. And then also when I feel like I want to be as effective as possible playing as mercy again, but I got to say, it's been kind of painful being support when some of some other very obviously brand new players have been playing as mercy um where i'm just like come on like (laughs) you're not you're not even like flying around anywhere like that's how i can tell somebody's brand new is they're just like running everywhere and they're never using guardian angel to fly to somebody like there was somebody yesterday that was just like standing in one place only with like trying to heal somebody around a corner and like wouldn't go anywhere. And I was like, Oh, okay. So you're brand new to FPSs apparently. And somebody told you just play as mercy. It's the easiest character or something (laughs) like, I don't know. Now do do the consoles like, you know, Nintendo switch have cross progression. Could you pick up your switch and play and progress in the battle pass as well? Right. Yeah. Okay. I could, I've just been kind of stubborn because now that I've gotten back into like for the past couple of years playing overwatch on PC, it's I like, I had way more tolerance for going back and forth and playing on everything. But now I'm just like, no, I can only play this on my PC. Otherwise, it doesn't feel right. It's like one of the only games that I feel that way about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can. I mean, even even for me playing Rocket League, like I play so much better when I'm on PC just because of the high frame rates. Yeah. Like um, sometimes, you know, I still still play on my Steam Deck or, you know, other uh, even my Switch. I still play on my Switch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just kind of like out of convenience, you know, Yes, I just play against bots. I'm not really playing online or anything. So, um, cool. Yeah. My tears of the kingdom update again, I, I just refuse to relinquish any spoilers, you know, to anybody, especially cause thanks, you know, I was sick for a couple of weeks. So I'm like a lot farther in the game than like basically anyone I know personally. Um, yeah, the good fortune to be in sick. Yeah, I was having a good fortune to be sick. So there was a few <laughs> days where I just played all day. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, um, I'm i kind of just going through like looking at, oh, I've kind of accumulated a lot of quests. Maybe it's time I actually do some of these. So I've just been going up the list like because now I have the flexibility and equipment to where I can go kind of wherever I want to go unrestricted. So you know, it's not a big deal if I have to go climb that mountain or go into that cave. I'm like, I'm ready. Um, yeah. So nice. So I'm doing that. I'm enjoying it. A lot of, a little bit of grinding for, um, you know, materials so I can upgrade my equipment, you know, similar to breath of the wild. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's still painful. In fact, and I think in some cases it's a little worse, <laughs> <laughs> because some some of the requirements like oh you want you want to upgrade this a level you need 10 of these like actually pretty rare resources good luck you know yeah <laughs> so it it keeps me interested and it's definitely something to do but um you know i'm like man dude like you really need 10 of those, you know, and for three different garments. So it's 30. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. Um, but that stuff's kind of optional and, and the game definitely feels geared to where that's up. Op- you, that stuff is there if you want it, but it's not going to get you from finishing the game. So, um, 
and more Animal Crossing. I, I still play every day. Um, I kind of screwed up because I, I think I forgot to check turnip prices. So oh, no. I might be selling at a loss <laughs> at this point. Uh, we'll see. Unless they peak tomorrow. Um, oh, well. My partner won't be happy. My partner left her switch with me so that I could sell turnips while she's out of town. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so here we are. Um, oh, do you, do, you, do you not have your ordinance thing where your stores are open till 11 um i i haven't set that up i should actually at this point um i was just afraid does that mean that they open later yes they do open an hour later yeah so i i, I still kind of need that so i still so the um yeah if i miss with my current schedule right now if i miss you know um, i'm going to work later these days so um, if I miss the mornings, I don't really have an excuse. It's my fault. So yeah, I think, I think maybe 9am is when the store opens. If you do the later close, I can't remember. I think it's probably 10 cause I think it's nine standard right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, one update. I, I just yet, this happened the day before yesterday. I finished my museum. Um, not, sorry, I'm sorry. Whoa. Fossils. I finished. Yeah, fossils. Oh yeah. Fossils are the only one that I've totally finished as well. Yeah. Well, I was I was at it because I think there were three that I was missing maybe a month ago. And so yeah, I brought I religiously grabbed every fossil, you know, four fossils a day for that the this whole month and finally just got the last one. So now some newer players like my partner and we have another uh, friend who's playing. I'm shipping my, my extra fossils now to them so that they can complete it faster. Nice. And hopefully, hopefully they appreciate that. I don't know. <laughs> Not like, no, I want to finish it, but <laughs> they're, they're worth money. They can sell them instead. Yeah. If they want. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's it. That's all I've been playing. Animal crossing tears of the kingdom. Every, seemingly every waking moment. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I got to get back in Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. <sighs> and I want you to talk about it with me because I don't think you'll be able to spoil me at this point. I want you to yeah, tell me all I, the things that you're doing. I, I uh, yeah, there, I it, I'd be very surprised if I spoiled something for you or no, were able yeah. to spoil something for you. I think at this point, the only thing I'm actually worried about spoilers is the end of the story. That's the only thing. So. I've seen okay. enough of it where most of it's not going to surprise me at this point. So, yeah, I've still been kind of keeping my head in the sand about the game. Yeah, I've been seeing like articles of like, like you you won't believe what you can combine, and I'm like, <laughs> not looking. Like I don't want to yeah. see this right now. I so. know YouTube's trying to suggest like, hey, here's a bunch of stuff you didn't know. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> not screw watch you, it. YouTube, leave me alone. Yeah, exactly. I just say not interested. Thank you. No, thank you, YouTube. Dogs definitely thought somebody was at the door because someone moved a door. So. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, should I tell the folks at home what we're doing next? Let's, let's do that before the dogs have a cow. Okay. <laughs> well, the game that I have selected for the next episode, episode 76. It's going to be Doom 64 for the Nintendo 64. It's, a, it's not Halloween. Halloween's come early. I I just, I don't know. I've like, I've always wanted to go back to this game. 
Yeah. And I'm, I'm just giving you crap. I'm now really I know. Excited, so <laughs> yeah, no, I, so I like, I played the game, I rented it way back in the day and that was really the last time that I played it was when I rented it from the video store around the corner from my house. That's, that's a sentence that you can't say nowadays. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I rented it for one weekend. I know that I enjoyed it. I did not beat it. Um, I do though, remember falling asleep while playing that game and then having dreams of like, like trying to kill pinky demons with, uh, with a chainsaw. And that was kind of unsettling, <laughs> but anyway, yep. so yeah, doom 64, I'm looking forward to it. I played the first level last night just to gauge my interest in the game um, and really enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully it is enjoyable all the rest of the way through and yeah. for both of us. But uh, but yeah, it's I'm looking forward to it. I'm so sorry. I, it's something that I uh, I didn't know, just in case anyone's listening. Like, wait, didn't you guys already cover Doom? Why are you covering a, a port of Doom to the N64? Doom 64 is its own game. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> so and oh, I, I yeah, did you didn't realize that. No, I mean, um, I I learned this when we covered Doom back, okay, you know, okay. but at that point I thought that Doom 64 was just another version of Doom. Oh. Because yeah, that's what I think on the PlayStation that was basically just a port of the PC yeah, version. So it was. but the, but the N64 got its own bespoke yeah. version. It's um, yeah, I, it's its own totally unique thing that even has a few unique maybe a couple unique enemies and weapons. Um that the first time you ever see them is this game. Yeah. And I, I was thinking like, I don't know. I was like to think that they couldn't fit the wad files from the PC ones on the N64 cartridge. So they had to make their own. I, I don't know. That's, oh, that, but that it only, so you could install today. doom on like five floppies. Yeah. That's only if that's only a few megs. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I mean, what the N64 cartridges held like what? Like, 15 megabits megabytes something like that still it still would have been more than enough for doom maybe less maybe five anyway uh <laughs> yeah i i, I don't know that's what i was just thinking like why why was this decision made but it's um yeah i'm 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 excited i can't can't wait to play it same all right well we got anything else or should we get the heck out of here Let's get the heck out of here. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We know there are a lot of podcast options out there, and we really appreciate you taking the time to put our words in your ears. really does mean a lot. You can also check out our website at www.retrogametimemachine.com, and you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, and probably every other single podcasting app out there heck you can also listen to it via a web browser which i've been seeing people have been doing recently i don't know what's going on but web browsers are like it's ticking up man um (laughs) anyway uh you can come join us next uh, wait no sorry you can join us on discord you can follow us on instagram and you can support us on patreon come join us next time when we talk about doom 64 may your video games be fun and bye for now
there was no see ya. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>